Texas Rangers trade deadline outlook. This is Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at Just Baseball. Got another one of our editors here, Jack McMullen, going through these teams. And the Rangers are one where, what are they doing? Are they buying? Are they selling? I mean, they were big buyers in the offseason. One of the biggest buyers, maybe the biggest money-wise, with uh, Seager and Simeon. Those moves have been okay. You know, Seager maybe a little more than Simeon. I don't know where they're at here because when you make that much of a financial commitment, there's kind of that onus to keep doubling down. But I mean, the Rangers are winning the World Series this year. So are you what are you doing here? I'm not sure, man. I don't even think they're making the postseason. That that's yeah. my thing here. So my mind defaults to if you're not making the postseason, you should start selling and you should start selling the pieces that you feel like don't factor in when your contending window opens. And when do the Texas Rangers contending window open? I want to say like 2024, but they need more pitching. They've got Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker coming. They've got Cole Wynn coming. They've got pitching prospects. But if you've been watching this team at all this year, you know they can swing it a little bit, and they just paid massive money, half a billion dollars to the middle infield. How do you complement the middle infield? How do you complement the bats? By pitching. They've been terrible at doing it. I think that they should be sellers, I think that they should get something back for Martin Perez and try and re-sign him in the offseason uh, if they really love him like that. But you can't let him walk for nothing this offseason. That's my thought. So um, I lean towards selling. What do you lean towards? I, I'm always going to lean towards selling on a team like this. I mean, what are you buying for? If anything, stand pat. But at the same time, are you going to waste this opportunity? You sign Martin Perez for $4 million. I was actually looking at her free agency tracker. Yeah, because uh, you know we're gonna be doing that with, with the trade deadline. And I saw like my little blurb on Martin Perez. I'm like, man, I had no idea when I wrote that how good he's gonna be. It was like, oh, here's a journeyman starter. You gotta capitalize when you have that opportunity. Yes. Get something for him, get a prospect, even if it's only one good prospect that felt factors into your top 20. At least it's something. But for the rest of this roster, I just don't know. Like, what's what's Tyler Malley gonna do for you this year? And what's he gonna do for the next two years? Yeah. It's a great question. I have no idea. And, and they signed John Gray to be the one moving forward. So you're looking at a 2023, possibly end of 23, or a 2024 rotation that features John Gray, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, Cole Wynn. Yeah, That works for me. I don't think you need to add Tyler Malley into that. I think that you have a nice path here. I think stay the course add to your surplus of bats or add another arm to the stable in case somebody goes down. They tried it with Spencer Howard last year in the Kyle Gibson deal. Hasn't worked. They tried it with Glenn Otto in the Joey Gallo deal. Hasn't worked. Try again. That's my big thing there. You can never try too many times. And we know prospecting, it's a crapshoot. There are guys like Jurickson Profar. He was the unanimous top prospect in baseball. Sometimes they turn out like Joe Maurer. Sometimes they turn out like Jerickson Profar. You can carve an average career out. You could never make it, or you could become a borderline Hall of Famer. We just don't know. So the more that you can capitalize, like you're saying, on that one-year $4 million deal that you signed Martin Perez to and get a couple prospects in return, I say do it. I think the Rangers know they're not making the postseason. I think they should be selling. And I think if we watch their draft strategy – they have a GM and Chris Young that's pretty smart here that will make the right moves. And honestly, you just mentioned another uh, candidate to be traded in our Astros outlook that I want to touch on really quick here. Jonah Heim, you yeah. capitalize on that value because he's come out of nowhere to have a great offensive season. But is he going to keep this up? Maybe this is a time to deal him and, and try to get a nice little return. 
Yeah, it depends what you like in the pipeline. Um, depends what you like down on the farm in, in the catching department. Sam Huff is a very, very talented catcher. Um, but I think Jonah Heim has factored into the future now. You have a ton of control with Jonah Heim. I think the smart thing would be to hold him unless you have an offer come to you that you cannot refuse. And I mentioned it in the Astros offseason outlook. Luis Garcia for Jonah Heim seems very mutually beneficial. Luis Garcia, the right-hander for the Astros, was a rookie last year, finished third in AL Rookie of the Year voting. He's got a ton of control. That's a really solid starter. If you're going to get a starter that factors into at least two years of your perceived window, you can deal Jonah, Jonah Heim. Aside from that, I don't think I'm doing it. Yeah, I think the Rangers will probably be pretty quiet at this deadline, but Martin Perez seems like the clear guy that should be moved. And again, uh, just based on Chris Young, I imagine he will be moved. Uh, you can follow all 30 of our trade deadline outlooks at the State of the Division YouTube channel, also our podcast feed at State of the Division. You can find all 30 write-ups at justbaseball.com.